0: this is episode three of the wall street poppy podcast with your host wall street poppy this podcast we're going to talk about the most highly voted topic on my instagram story this past week it is stocks we're going to break down stocks in the most simplest way i hope and in a way that you could understand it even if you have zero knowledge of what a stock even is this podcast is for you we're going to basically go off the blog post that I wrote this week, I've posted it on my website on wall StreetBobby.substack. If you want to read it, hit that up. If not, just stick around and we'll get after it. Or we get started with what is a stock in public sense, like an Apple stock, Nike stock. I wanted to give you an example with an actual business and give you that analogy so you could then use that as a frame of reference to understand the stock market right? so in this example I am an owner of a barbershop it is going very well and I'm looking to expand the business typically when you want to expand you need capital you need money if you don't have the money yourself there's typically two options in which you could get the funding the first option is borrowing money from a bank the second option is fractionalizing the ownership of your business and selling those pieces the stock is just a percentage of ownership in the barbershop world the way it would work or just in this hypothetical example at least I would sell a piece of my business for a certain dollar amount and that individual who bought that piece is entitled to a percentage of the profits another benefit of owning the stock or owning the piece of the barbershop is that if the business goes well expansion goes well this barbershop generates more profit which equals more cash in my pockets eventually someone would want to buy that piece of ownership from me for a higher price than i originally paid for so if you could understand that stocks are a percentage of ownership that owner of the stock is entitled to the profits and effectively if the business goes well people would buy for more then we could actually move on and talk about stocks in the real world so with companies like apple tesla nike these are all what's known as publicly exchange traded companies they all have ownership that is public and individuals like you and i could actually be part owners of these companies right and granted granted they are huge companies so if you're buying 10 shares 20 shares and just to not confuse you guys shares is the same thing as stock if you're buying 10 to 20 stocks it's not like you make any decisions obviously but you do have the same technical ownership you still receive X amount of profits and you could also sell your fractions to other individuals in the open market logically if you compare the barbershop example and the example with actual stocks in the market it's all just supply and demand right it's just what people are willing to pay to be a part owner of that business and The number one thing that I think people get confused or at least what I used to get confused of is you could only make money on stocks If the price goes up Right, like the price is the only profit you could make on a stock, which is not true The price does matter. It's a huge factor, right? You can make a profit if you buy at a hundred and sell the stock at 200 But there's also another aspect of it, which I didn't really touch up on in the blog post, but it is important it's known as dividends so dividends is just the profit these companies pay out to the stockholders every company if you were to google let's say apple dividend yield it will give you like a percentage so in the case of let's say apple stock they pay a dividends of three percent all you would do is calculate the stock price times that percentage so Let's say in this hypothetical, Apple stock was $100, their dividend was 3%. That means they will pay you $3 a year for holding Apple stock. And why is that reason? Well, the reason is because you are a part owner and you're entitled to the profits. Some companies don't pay out dividends, right? These are typically growth companies that are early on in their cycles and are looking to expand so rather than distributing profits they have the approach of actually taking those profits and reinvesting in the company so they could grow faster and faster what i wanted to touch up on next is we have the understanding we have the framework of the barbershop example we took that and now applied it to the actual stock market and now we want to just touch up a little bit on the origins of the stock market i think it's always important to really understand the brief history of it just so everything connects the history of the stock market can be traced back to the 17th century when the dutch east indian company first issued shares of stock to the public the dutch east indian company was one of the first publicly traded companies and its shares became a popular way for people to invest and profit from the growth of international trade the company was so successful that it became one of the largest corporations in the world at the time and the stock was widely traded on the amsterdam stock exchange in the late 18th century the first stock exchanges were established in the u.s including the philadelphia stock exchange and the new york stock exchange during the 19th century the growth of american industry and commerce led to a boom in stock trading and the number of publicly traded companies increased dramatically later on in the early 20th century that's when there was several significant events in the history of the stock market there was the stock market crash aka the great depression in 1929 and that was a period of just like really dark ages economic hardship financial turmoil that lasted several years so, like despite the setback the stock market eventually recovered and continued to grow and fueled by post-world war ii economic prosperity and technological innovations moving into the late 20th and 21st centuries the invention of computers and the internet transformed the stock market forever because it made it easier and faster for people to trade stocks and access information about the companies that they were interested in This led to the rise of online trading and the growth of global stock market and honestly, the rise of retail trading back in i would maybe say the 60s. Individuals or maybe people in their early 20s would have a harder time investing in stocks. One thousand percent. We know the history. We got the history down packed and the now it's just asking the right questions, right? And it's like the, the most basic and simple questions are typically the best ones. So the first question is, well, like, why are stocks important? Why? Why does this matter to me? I'm not into finance, man. I do construction. I work at a car dealership. Why do I need to know about stocks? Well, it's it's honestly several, several points right, that I want to make. And it starts with investment and wealth creation. Stocks provide individuals with an opportunity to invest their money and potentially grow their wealth over time. This ties to my last podcast on the rat race one. And I discussed that if you forever trade your time for money, you will never become wealthy because you are constantly exchanging your time to generate money with stocks. It gives you a way to passively earn income and like I mentioned, in everything this isn't financial advice, but if done correctly, you could actually have a decent amount of wealth generated from it. The second one is company funding. We could tie back to the barbershop example. This is a good way to fund a business venture or a growth in your company, rather than loaning money when you loan or the inverse when you borrow money you are required to pay that money back with equity with stocks it works a little bit differently and could potentially be slightly more favorable the last reason and i've i've been preaching this for a minute already it is the purchasing power of fiat currencies if you historically look at the performance of the us dollar from the 1920s it is Lost 99 percent of its value, 99 percent of its value. I really, I really don't want to get into it too much, but inflation is a huge killer of fiat currency. Maybe in the short term, in a two to five year time frame, it may be optimal to be in cash. But if you're playing this the long game, if you're playing chess, you gotta make the appropriate moves and look at the chessboard and say what do I need to do to help myself in the long run if you have the game plan if your strategy is I'm going to be 100 percent long on cash and not do anything else I could tell you for a fact based off historical data you will lose in the long run your cash sitting there for decades and decades eventually is just going to lose so much of its value and it's It's not financial advice, but definitely look into the purchasing power of the US dollar. Do your research on that and you'll see the the numbers. You'll see the results and you'll say, oh shit, I need to do something. Lastly, this is how I want to finish all my podcasts like this and I've been getting feedback that my podcasts they want them to be longer and I'm completely on board on that. I'm definitely going to make these a little bit longer, a little bit more in-depth right but for now i'm just like working on the audio the video the editing and i promise you it's going to get better and better as we go Um, but i always want to leave you all with some practical skills right practical knowledge that you could apply in the real world like i said in my last podcast and the podcast before knowledge without action is useless it doesn't matter right like you could be someone that just studies theories all day but if you don't apply what you're learning then there's no point of learning it right there's no point in learning stuff that you're not going to apply so i want to leave you all with the number one question and it's how do i buy a stock how do i how do i buy one apple stock right this general question is going to be answered so um the first thing you need to do is choose a broker right choose a broker traditional broker this is td ameritrade this is merrill edge this is robin hood these are all different types of brokers and if you were to google stock brokers they will give you a list right and if you don't know where to start just message me on instagram or TikTok, and i will help you out so effectively you need to find a broker and you just sign up and make an individual account right that's what it's called an individual account it's fairly easy to make it's just a matter of picking the broker creating the account once you fill out the application and you the account is open you can now just fund the account so it works similar to different websites where you connect your credit card to to pay that's going to be the same concept you connect either a credit card or a checking account x amount whatever and you just fund the account and just fund it. You say, give me $200, $250. And then the execution of it on different platforms, it varies, but it's usually typically straightforward. When I first started, I used Robin and I found that one to be fairly easy to use, um, but you can honestly pick whichever one and um, yeah. And then from there, you just buy the actual stock. And I just want you to know it's always always going to be hard when you're doing this for the first time right you're going to maybe procrastinate it not do it but i just highly recommend to do it right you don't have to invest so much money what i recommend is actually the opposite i i recommend start with a little bit so you could gain that exposure gain the confidence to you know just push push the buttons even and uh, get comfortable with it what trips people up is thinking they have to invest Thousands and thousands of dollars on the first shot rather than saying hey, let me just at least invest $10 a month because I invest zero a month. So ten dollars is definitely better than zero and um, Yeah, then from there you could just start off on your journey man and and really have that that balance right and None of this financial advice none of this financial advice generally want to give you guys the ideas and let you all decide what you need to do, right? If you want to be in all cash, then if that's what you want, good for you. That's amazing. But just want to give you information, provide as much value as I possibly can. And um, yeah, we're we're still working on the podcast right now. We're trying to make it a format that's, you know, entertaining, informative and bringing on guests. I think is definitely the next the next thing for us here at the pod so um, if you're interested in being a guest let me know and um, yeah let's get after it man if you have any questions feel free to reach out like I said before I greatly appreciate each and every single one of you for following for providing feedback I'm listening to everything man and we're gonna keep getting after it all right so hope you have a beautiful day tomorrow's Super Bowl so have fun. Enjoy with your family and friends and take care.